Hey there, it's Tom Ryan, founder and CEO of ICR. Before we get into the next episode, I wanted to ask that you subscribe to the show. It'll help us get even more unique and interesting guests on the podcast and in turn continue to educate management teams and the growing ecosystem that creates value for fast-growing private and public companies. And while you're at it, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Very much appreciated. I'm 65 years old. If somebody says to me, like, what's my biggest regret? My biggest regret right now is I'm not 45 because I can't even tell you how excited I am about what this company can do in the next couple of decades. It's always a pleasure to speak with an industry leader who has maintained a strong passion and drive for his work, even after multiple decades in business. Evolving, trying to take risk on new ideas and new content. That's what we're all about. Being a public company can be hard. Small missteps can have outsized consequences. I'm Tom Ryan, founder and CEO of ICR, and over the last 20 years, we've helped thousands of companies understand and navigate the stock market and the media. We'll demystify these and other increasingly complex stakeholder groups so you can focus on what you do best, building your company, and unlocking your true potential. This is Welcome to the Arena. A lot of successful family businesses have a good story behind them, but today's guest has an extraordinary one, and it's all about innovation, creativity, and loving what you do. Today, we're sitting down with Johan Jr., president of Johan Promotions, the global leader in live sports for bars, restaurants, and cinemas. In his role, Joe focuses on fostering lasting relationships and delivering exceptional experiences for commercial customers, helping them drive their own revenue. For over 35 years, Joe has guided the business, which is now the largest independent distributor of closed-circuit TV and pay-per-view programming in the world. Prior to joining his father in the family business, Joe began his career in professional sports as a 10th round draft pick of the Philadelphia 76ers. In 1980, he joined Johan Promotions as a part-time team member before going on to create Cable Sports Network, a company that provided fresh sports programming to growing cable systems. He then assumed the role as president of Johan Product Promotions in 1987. In addition to his role at Johan Promotions, Joe's distinguished philanthropic work includes opening the Johan Boxing Gym in Philadelphia in 1995. The gym is a nonprofit organization that provides a variety of boxing classes to men and women of all ages and ability levels. They offer programs dedicated to disabled veterans, those diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, as well as adults and children with disabilities. Let's enter the arena with Johan Jr. I'm extremely blessed to be involved with a family-owned business that's sports-oriented, let's say. I loved sports my whole life when, uh, you know, I was growing up, and I had always thought that, you know, living in Philadelphia, I could probably get a, a job with the uh, Sixers or the Phillies or the Eagles or the Flyers, and never did I realize uh, at that point when my dad had started Johan Promotions that... I had sitting right here in my lap a company that could give me, you know, just an unbelievable career in sports. So Johan Promotions, uh, we basically bring sports and entertainment content to bars, restaurants, car dealerships, uh, barbershops, any out-of-home 
non-residential type of location. October the 21st will be our 52nd anniversary, and I've never been more excited about the future of our business as I am today. It's incredible uh, for any business to be around for 50 plus years, so congratulations on that, Joe. Kind of drilling a little deeper into what you do. So in other words, if I'm a bar owner, I can't really just use my personal account to flip on some kind of sports-related content. That's technically digital piracy from what I read. Tell us about the need for your product and why you do what you do. So I'll share with you a story that happened to us about three years ago. I was uh, invited to go to the offices of ESPN to talk to them about their ESPN Plus platform. And when we went into the meeting, I had been granted this meeting because of a friend of mine. And I was talking to the boss that was running ESPN Plus at the time. And I said, listen, I said, um, I appreciate you having me here. And all I'm really looking for is an introduction to whoever the person is in your company that is selling ESPN Plus to bars and restaurants. And the guy looked across the table to me and he kind of paused. He goes, you're just looking for an introduction? I said, yeah. And he went to his right and there was probably a guy, John, and he says, John, who's handling commercial sales for ESPN Plus? And John looks with a puzzled look in his face. He goes, I, 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 don't, I don't know, John. And he goes, Tony, who's to the other side? Tony, who's handling the commercial sales? And Tony says, I don't know if we're selling ESPN <laughs> Plus to bars and restaurants. Oh, my God. I said, hold on, hold on. You, there's a fight going to break out across the other side of the table from me. I'm being a really good attorney here because I asked a question because I know the answer. And the answer is, you're, you're right. You don't have anybody. But that's what Johan Promotions is here for. That's what we do. And they had explained to me that they had had some big Wharton School guy write this big business plan for them. And no one ever gave any consideration to um, selling ESPN Plus to bars and restaurants. It's like so absolutely mind-blowing, right? <laughs> right? I thought the same thing. And you know what, Tom? All that that happened in that day was so much of it throughout my whole career is, is that it oftentimes is overlooked the opportunity to take unique sports and entertainment content to bars and restaurants, casinos, racetracks, wherever the public viewing location is, you know, we have the ability to get it there. And now with streaming, like, I'm 65 years old. I got to tell you something. If somebody says to me, like, what's my biggest regret? My biggest regret right now is I'm not 45 because I can't even tell you how excited I am about what this company can do, you know, in the next couple of decades that are coming along because of streaming. It's awesome. I'd love to hear the story about how the business started with your dad and everything. Take us through like what your dad did. How did he start the whole thing? What's the origin story? So my father was in his uh, early to mid 30s and he was a police officer working in the city of Philadelphia. And he wrote, uh, read an article in the uh, Philadelphia Daily News about the six prominent businessmen that were starting a company called Cloverlay. And that company's purpose was to manage the boxing career of a young heavyweight that was coming back from the Olympics with a gold medal by the name of Joe Frazier. And my dad just thought this was like kind of like the coolest idea. So he wrote a postcard 
to one of the uh, principal owners. And like I said, these guys were really, really wealthy guys. And this was kind of going to be like a fun investment for them. They were just going to own a fighter, go out and get a steak and a beer before he fought and hang out and then go see their guy, you know, uh, try to win a fight. So they got in contact with my dad and they said, we love it. You're a cop in the city of Philadelphia. You're the kind of guy we want involved in this. So come to the next board meeting and bring $500 with you. And that'll get you two shares of stock. My dad didn't have the money. He had to go borrow the $500 from the police and fire credit union to buy the two shares. And he went and then a few years passed by and he became the business manager for Cloverlay. They kept giving him more responsibilities because these guys were very successful. They didn't really, they liked the idea, but they didn't want to work it, you know? And so he wakes up one day, March the 8th, 1971, and he's standing ringside at Madison Square Garden with Frank Sinatra to his right, Burt Lancaster to his left, and up in the ring is Joe Frazier, the heavyweight champion of the world, and he just beat Muhammad Ali and, you know, in what some people still to this day call, you know, one of the greatest fights of all time. The big left hook. <laughs> the big left hook. My dad always said Joe was not the best fighter that he ever saw. Uh, Ali was clearly one of the best, but he said no one, no one had a bigger heart than Joe Frazier. And so that's how my dad got his introduction to sports. And what happened back in those days was they would show these fights. It was kind of my dad's idea to take these fights and show them in big arenas where he would erect like these movie theater screens, 20 by 20 foot screens at each end of the arena, put two movie projectors in the middle of the, of the floor and project this, the fight up onto the screen. And then people would buy, you know, tickets for 10, 15, 20 dollars to see Joe Frazier against Muhammad Ali, you know, in a sold out spectrum here, like in South Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. And, and you know, business founded again in, in 1971, and it's evolved tremendously over the last 50 years with technology. It's, it's amazing that you've been able to stay ahead of it all and kind of innovate along the way. How do you look at innovation and how's the business really evolved? So it's a great question. Being a 52-year-old company, we've had a lot of uh, good moments and a lot of pivotal moments. And my dad was always the guy preaching to us to make sure you follow technology. Don't let it like stop you from following it because you can't figure out what you're going to do when you get there. When you get there, figure out how you get a seat at the table. And I think as a company, if we've had a, a motto here, it has been about evolving and embracing technology. And it's never been more important for us as a company than, you know, in these last seven or eight years when streaming has, you know, kind of come onto the scene for us. And, you know, without my dad's leadership and, you know, guidance and mentorship, we wouldn't be the successful company that we are. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the business itself and not the what, but the why. For a bar owner, let's say I owned a bar. What are you doing for me? What is the benefits of doing business with Johan? What are the things that you're really going to bring the table for me when we do business together? So one of the things we try to pride ourselves on is not being a just transactional 
kind of company with the bar owner. We don't want to be the kind of sales company that calls up, quotes you a price for a particular event or fight. And once you make your payment, then we've forgotten about you and we've moved on to the next payment. We are trying to be more of a supporting advocate for the bar owners. We supply to them all these digital assets that we can, and we're developing a a service now called Agency as a Service, where we are going to ask the bar owners to let us take over their social media platforms that they have. And what we're finding is that they are so welcoming us to do that because a lot of the bar owners that have gotten through their careers and and established themselves to own bars are not 20 years old. They're older guys or, or older women. And they have, you know, struggled with understanding, you know, new technology and what does it mean to be a social media influencer? And when you tell them that you're going to help them do that, oh, it's like, Oh, they want to hug you because, you know, they know it's something they should be doing, but they've been avoiding doing it. And we have tons of people that in our company that are out there to hold the hand of of our customers. And we think that that's really, really important. And we think that's one of the things that makes us stand out from any kind of competitors that might be out there. Are you able to capture the analytics of the restaurant or the outlet itself, meaning, you know, when you host these kinds of events, this is what happens to attendance and beer sales and food sales, you know, bring kind of data to the table when you're sitting down with a potential customer? So we're not able to tie into their registers or get any kind of financial information. But like I was just saying, they are so willing to share it with us when when we ask because they know that we're trying to help. And so if we do ask, um, especially from some of the big chains, Buffalo Wild Wings, Dave & Buster's, Hooters, Miller's Ale House, all of these chains, they're looking for us in some way to, you know, help them make these events, bring customers into their establishment so that they will visit on the night of the event and spend uh, money on food and beverage. But if they have a good experience and maybe haven't been there before, that they'll come back another night when there isn't a you know special event going on. What kinds of events are Johan Promotions bread and butter? What are you great at? You know, I think for the longest time we were known as the fight guys because, you know, for decades we were doing just boxing, only boxing. And then I started a relationship in 2001 with the UFC and Dana White. And uh, Johan Promotions is the only vendor that Dana White has stayed with since the very first month that he opened up uh, the UFC in Las Vegas. So boxing is uh, sort of our foundation. MMA and particularly the UFC is also our biggest events. But, you know, these other platforms that are the streaming platforms now, ESPN Plus and DAZN, those are all now growing in the subscription category, which we didn't have. We were, you know, when there was a big fight, you would crank it up and you'd sell, you know, five, 10,000 bars to, you know, to watch a big fight. 
And then you'd shut it down till the next fight came along in three or four months. Now with the streaming platforms, we're bringing programming to them, you know, 24-7, 365 days a year. ESPN Plus one month last year gave us a statistic that they had 40,000 unique events in one particular month. I don't even know how they could do that. It's incredible. Johan Promotions isn't just about sports. They've offered events like Eric Clapton's Crossroads Guitar Festival, and for them, nothing's off limits. Evolving, trying to take risk on uh, new ideas and new content. That's what we're all about. And the UFC is the greatest example of that. You know, when Dana bought that company, they were, uh, I call it the Titanic. They were taking on water and going down and he turned it all around with uh, uh, Frank and Lorenzo Fertitta and they sold the company for $4 billion. But we're always willing to look out there for new content and new programming. And we don't like to make the decision about doing business or selling events that just programming that we like. There's all kinds of things out there that are on the horizon. There's a, a an English dart league that has come over here to the United States and they, they had an, a tournament at Madison Square Garden and sold it out this past year. And we're thinking, wow, could that be you know something that could play for us? We really do kind of uh, keep our eyes and ears open and, and want to try and explore it. The music events that we did this past year was a byproduct of coming out of the pandemic where the movie theaters started to install the technology of being able to receive live events. And that's where the music has come in. And we've done, uh, we've done a pretty good job with that. I'm pretty happy with it. A lot of options for you, Joe. How do you narrow it down to like, hey, we're going to focus on these six things as part of our growth strategy going forward. What are you most excited about? How do you allocate your resources behind those things? Yeah, so I, I would say that one of the first things that we take a look at, and if you go back in the boxing business, I always used to say it's a name-driven business. You have to have big names in the industry to lead the show. So when we're looking at you know new programming, you know Eric Clapton or something of that nature, we are looking for that programming to resonate with the customer so that if they know that the bar or restaurant is showing it, that they'll want to come into that bar and restaurant and show up and watch the event. And we're open minded. So I wouldn't say that there's anything, you know, specific, like we, we got like six things that we're looking for. I think we just give an honest evaluation of new programming that's out there and say, hey, do we think this could work? And we have an advisory, you know, kind of group of bars that we'll call and say, hey, what do you think? Do you think this could this could work in your place? And uh, and we'll take that and make and let that make help us make a decision. Do you think about M&A and, and what is the landscape there for Johan promotions as you see it? I absolutely do. If we ever dipped our toe into the M&A space, I think we would do it for reasons that would help us further grow the company and maybe help us further acquire the rights for different content. The biggest piece of commercial programming out there that's kind of like number one far and away is the NFL Sunday ticket. Now, those rights were sold for uh, a few years for a couple hundred million dollars. 
And as much as I saved my pennies along the way, and I know my dad did, I'm not in that category. Not just not there yet, Tom. Maybe if I can bring you in, we could get there. <laughs> I doubt it. But if we could maybe look to acquire rights for content and why that is interesting to me now is streaming allows us to go outside the boundaries of the United States. Um, we've been selling most recently in Australia, South America, in the UK, and that's all because there are opportunities for us to do that. Once you start going out of those US boundaries, then the, the price tag to buy the rights for some of these events could be kind of hefty. And that's where I would say that I wouldn't necessarily want to just look for somebody for the company that is a financial investor, but more of a strategic investor. Somebody that might be able to come in and help us understand and grow in the international space outside the U.S. I think we nailed the U.S. I think we got this market down. But I think that there's great potential out there. Well, time's on your side. One thing I was blown away by, Joe, was the partnerships that you have with some of the biggest sports and media companies in the world. It's incredibly impressive. We have a long-term relationship with WWE, a new uh, wrestling partner that's uh, just come into the space in the last five years, AEW, and all the boxing guys, uh, Premier Boxing Championships, Top Rank. Those are all companies that we have either started and launched new relationships while they're launching their networks or, or uh, bringing their programming to the, to the marketplace, or we have long-term relationships. We've been in business with Top Rank for probably as long as this company's been in existence. So we're very fortunate to have a nice blend of long-term relationships, new ones that we continue to cultivate and new ones that we're out there uh, always trying to pursue and making them part of our portfolio. Yep. All about building trust and doing what you say you're going to do. Take us through kind of the COVID adventure briefly. And then what do you see in today with all the macro stuff going on in the world? Great question. I start to break out a little bit of a sweat when I start thinking about <laughs> the, the pandemic. It was a scary time. But as kind of true to form with this company, a few years prior to that, Johan Promotions decided to hire its first chief financial officer and our, our first chief operating officer, which was all part of our plan to capitalize on the growth that we saw was coming in the business. And we wanted to be prepared when those opportunities came, I think we came out of the pandemic bigger, better, and stronger than we ever were. Because so many times through the course of the year, this business is so fast paced and so quick moving that we don't oftentimes get the opportunity to go and kind of go underneath the company and to build the infrastructure and pay attention to our sales platform. And so we spent a lot of time because we weren't selling anything, kind of building this company. Yeah. That what we found was coming out of the pandemic that families were being very cautious about their money and that a communal experience meant something to them and that going to watch these events in a watch party setting or something like that where they were not having to spend 80 hours at home to watch the event and then buy food and pizzas and drinks and wherever it was on top of that, that they could do it for less 
in a bar and restaurant. And so we found out just a tremendous amount about ourselves. And I think we tried our very, very best. And this was Dana White's idea. <clears throat> when we first came back on the first UFC fight, he cut the price on what he was selling the UFC to bars and restaurants based on the state laws on how many people you could get in your bar and restaurant. So I'm going to make this up. You're in Idaho and the state law said in Idaho, you can do 25% of your capacity. Well, if that bar paid $1,000 to show the uh, UFC, Dana only charged them $250. And boy, did those people appreciate that because just getting those 25 people in there meant so much to them to get back on their feet. And I attribute that to, you know, Dana's just great business mind and savviness. And so that's what we learned coming out of the pandemic. I think we came out of it bigger, better, and stronger. Awesome. I wanted to go back a little bit into your own career, Joe. Drafted by the Sixers, that's like nuts and such a cool thing. What, what was your professional sports career like? What, what was that experience like for you? So it was three days. Um, That's okay. I got, <laughs> I, got, I got cut at the end of rookie camp. But Tom, there's a great story with it. In Philadelphia, the 76ers uh, had a coach by the name of Billy Cunningham, former NBA great and last NBA championship that Philadelphia won. Billy was the coach. Him and uh, my father were partners in a travel agency business together. So what happened in 1980 was when the NBA draft would happen, Every team had to pick 10 guys. So when they got to the 10th round, Billy says to my dad, I'm going to pick Joe. And he's, my dad was like flabbergasted. And, and, and so was I. And so I was the uh, 10th round uh, pick of the Philadelphia 76ers. I was one pick away from being Mr. Irrelevant in the NBA draft. But in all honesty, I never realized what a great, uh, experience that was going to be for me because I'm going to lunch on Friday with Billy and my dad, who are still good friends. And he has been a great mentor to me through my whole business career. And when I went to camp, those were three of the best days of my life. I Billy knew that I played a little bit in college and he said, I've seen you play and I know that you're if you're in any kind of shape, you'll come out here and I want you to come. And so I went and um, I don't think I embarrassed myself. I certainly had a great time. And, you know, who, who doesn't want to say on their resume at some point, hey, I was a former NBA player. You know, you can tell I'm a sports guy. I've I played sports my whole life. And how lucky am I to get to, you know, every day go to play or go to work, you know, in the sports world. And this little, little company in Feasterville, Pennsylvania is doing business with some of the greatest and biggest sports companies in, you know, in the world. It's been an unbelievable journey. and I'm really, really blessed. So cool. I want an internship, Joe. I'm going to follow you <laughs> around and be like your intern. I grew up a huge Joe Frazier fan. So I'm loving like this whole story. Like my dad was a huge Joe Frazier fan. I'm 59. You know, I remember every fight and I felt Joe like took all the punishment. and But I always associated Joe with Philadelphia. And so I know that you started this boxing gym, a big philanthropic pursuit. Did that experience kind of with Joe and your dad lead you to pick boxing for your philanthropy and create something around that? Tell us about it. 
Yeah, absolutely it did. Two things. My dad was, uh, as I said before, a police officer in the city of Philadelphia for 18 years. And my mom was a police officer for 23 years in the city of Philadelphia. And I guess there was probably a period of time we were a 20, 25-year-old company, and we were feeling pretty grateful as a family about the success that we had in the Philly area. And my parents said, well, what are you going to do about giving back? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, what should I do? And they said, well, why don't you think about opening up a boxing gym? And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, because what they explained to us as in their careers as police officers, when there was a community center that provided a safe haven for kids in the city of Philadelphia, those children and that program usually thrived. And so it was the easiest thing in the world for us to merge the two things together. And so we started the Johan Boxing Gym and we recently moved it outside the city and underneath the same roof as Johan Promotions. And we have a different need of, uh, to the community that we're serving now. And that is there's a lot of people in the community that are um, unfortunately dealing with Parkinson's. Um, we have uh, classes here for autistic children, special needs adults and children, and also veterans. And we feel as though the reason those classes are all so well received and so crowded is because we're providing something for this community that they were looking for that they didn't have before. The amazing 50-year history of Johan Promotions is a great American dream story. Joe and his father have built a company that is all about partnerships, innovation, and creating fantastic experiences for everyone to share. At Welcome to the Arena, we're working really hard to bring you exciting guests and great content. If you found this episode insightful, subscribe to the show on your podcast app and leave us a five-star rating. The more the show grows, the more interesting voices we can have on the podcast. And in turn, that should demystify a lot of the stakeholders around public companies and soon-to-be public companies. Thanks for listening. I want to thank Joe Hand Jr. for being on the show today and sharing the incredible history of the company. Not only do they have a great origin story, but the company is all about being ahead of the curve in sports and entertainment. And I'm excited to see how they'll evolve next. This is Tom Ryan. We'll see you next time back in the arena. References to specific stocks are not intended to be recommendations for specific trading behavior. Comments presented on this podcast are intended for informational and educational purposes only, and do not represent opinions or recommendations on whether to buy, sell, or hold shares of a particular stock. All investors are advised to conduct their own independent research into individual stocks before making a trading decision. In addition, investors are advised that past stock performance is no guarantee of future price performance.